And we're back with the Urbanized Podcast. I am Wally Brown, a dual degree student from PSU slash OHSU studying urban planning and public health. Today, I am here with Sherry Peterson uh, representing the Bureau of Environmental Services. She has an environmental science background as well as a background in public administration. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Wally. Okay, so we're going to go to our first question. How does public participation inform your professional practice? Um, Currently, environmental services is looking at uh, how our work impacts the community, and we are looking at um, new ways to engage the public in our investment decisions. So the purpose of doing that is to give the community an opportunity to inform us really on what kind of impacts we're having on the community, both the benefits and perhaps some burdens that we didn't anticipate. Um, so it's something that we're exploring now as a bureau. And um, in my prior career, I worked for the Celeste tribe and I bring that experience forward in my new role with um, environmental services because in that prior role I was doing public participation through environmental assessments, and um, environmental assessments are essentially a planning tool where you get an interdisciplinary team together and you scope an issue and you work with the public in trying to identify you know, how your actions might affect the community. And um, in doing that, you can shape uh, the work that you're doing so that you're maximizing the benefits and um, doing your best to avoid or at least minimize any adverse impacts on the community. So that's how public participation has informed my my work as a professional. Those are called environmental assessments? Yes. Wow. In public health, we have health impact assessments. Ah, uh, yeah. They probably speak to one another, yes. Yeah. They're um, called HIAs, better known as HIAs. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into our next question after this. Okay, so now we're going to get into our next question. Are outreach and communications treated as different skill sets in your practice? Yes, I, I do think so. Um, communication uh, is something that I think any organization must do to inform the public on the work that they're about to implement. And I think outreach goes a step further. It, it suggests that um, you're looking for input from the community. And I think for that reason, it does require a, a skill set more around um, relationship building and establishing trust so that we can um, hear not only what the community um, needs, but also learn more about what they expect in terms of the services that we provide. It's what we would call a level of service in, in the um, BDS world, uh, being a storm sewer utility. So um, in that level of engagement, uh, I think as a bureau, we're wanting to build um, internal capacity to do to a greater extent. Um, but I think we could also work with some of our community partners also to build that type of um, skill set that I think we, we want to do more of, more of the engagement um, to build off of the communication that we're, we're fairly good at now. Wow. 
Who are some of your community partners? Well, we are literally identifying um, who we have worked with in different capacities. You know, we have different divisions in our bureau now, like Watershed has their set of community partners that are um, their partners because they specifically are focused on protecting and restoring watershed health. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, partners in the business sense, you know, Northwest Natural is actually one of our partners in our wastewater operations in terms of um, converting methane to a renewable um, fuel. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, there we are just getting a grasp on the various partners that we have and the roles that they play in that partnership. So, um, we're, we're still defining our community partners, I think, but um, it's something that we are still expanding on. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we're going to get into our third question. How do you and your organization professionally balance public engagement with policy and implementation? Mm, um, well, as a public service utility, we have a lot of requirements around how we go about with engaging the public when we're um, implementing new policies. So if it's a code, we take that before council for adoption, and that's an opportunity for any community member to come before council and testify um, on their support of or maybe opposition to a, a code. Rules are something that we also administer in the Bureau. Um, that public engagement process looks a little different. It does require public notice and ask for public input. So there's, again, an opportunity for the community to um, feed their ideas into how we're formulating our policies. And then we also have more informal policies um, that we sometimes refer to as just business practices. And I think it's interesting that those policies don't have a a formal structure or um, necessarily a requirement around public engagement. However, in our city, government, we have um, different offices, like ombudsman's office or commissioner's office, um, that will basically uh, hear from their constituents or hear from citizens in the community and then relay what they're hearing to us. And um, it's a good way, I think, for members of the community to express concerns or ideas about policies to us because the ombudsman is literally a community liaison and uh, commissioner's office is there to hear their constituents' concerns and address their needs. So it's, um, there's many avenues for that engagement piece. Wow. And does your, like in your capacity, do you all um, communicate with like the Public Utilities Board or? Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, There's the Portland Public Utilities Board that is our oversight body and people within our organization are regularly attending their meetings um, to either address any new um, policies or actually um, PUB is very much involved in our whole budget um, process. And that is um, a way for us to explain the work that we do and it's necessary in justifying any budget requests. So, PUB is very involved in our work um, with 
in regards to uh, budget development, and also there's CUB, there's the Citizen Utilities Board, so they're um, at a state level. Wow. Thank you so much. All right, so we're going to go straight to question number four. Do you consider public health related to your work? Yes, I do. Uh, we're looking at the work that we do in the stormwater realm. Um, I'm thinking of the green infrastructure projects that we've been putting in across Portland and that we intend on putting um, more. Uh, I think about a recent study I actually read that uh, relates that green infrastructure to public health outcomes as far as um, improving access to green spaces, reducing our carbon footprint, reducing heat island effect, and lowering the incidence of fatalities. So there's a number of very sciencey public health outcomes that are related to green infrastructure that I would like um, our organization to communicate and in, in how, again, we make our investment decisions by noting some of those positive um, health outcomes and in, in how we cite these green infrastructure projects. So that's one primary example of how I see our stormwater work relating to um, public health outcomes. And also, like just to bring it back to the basics, we're also a sewer utility, so we manage um, sewage so that we are reducing uh, public health hazards. We still in the city have failing septic systems and connections to our sewer system that don't meet our standards and are a risk to public health and we're trying to address those directly because we see that that um, has impact on public health. And I'll take it a step further too. I think we've recognized as a city that our fees for service also can cause financial stress. So we're looking at financial assistance programs to alleviate some of that financial stress for our customers as well. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. I want to, so I guess there's uh, two follow-up questions to this. Mm -hmm. If, let's say, like a public health researcher or practitioners mm -hmm. wanted to communicate new research to you or the people you work with, in order to have it be incorporated in your planning lens, mm -hmm. what would be the best format for that? I think, I think we need um, to have a discussion about it informally. Uh, right now, as we're going through some organizational change, it seems like an opportune time to have that discussion um, in terms of looking at our triple bottom line analyses, it's something that we're now investigating, like what are the social, environmental, and um, what am I forgetting, economic impacts um, of our work on the community. I think when we're doing that type of framework building, it would be a good time to go out and consult with some of our health professionals mm -hmm. as well to see if there's any data we can lean on to develop outcomes or performance metrics around how we can assess our work in terms of how it impacts the community. Wow, that's great. Okay, we're going to take a small break and then we'll be right back. 
And we are back with the Urbanized podcast. We're back from our break. I'm sitting here with Sherry Peterson, representing the Bureau of Environmental Services. So we're going to get into question number five. What would you consider to be the two most closely related disciplines to your field? In environmental services, the Bureau of Environmental Services, we have a large number of engineers and scientists. Um, So when I think of who are subject matter experts within the Bureau, um, they typically have training in one of those two fields. And I think as public administrators, we're also looking for yet another type of discipline with a skill set that can enhance our communication and and public engagement. So I would say that that's um, a close third. Okay. So like scientists, engineers, and public engagement. Yes. And we do have um, professionals in our bureau that have both the training and the experience doing public engagement. Um, I think, in in my opinion, um, having that type of training and experience in public administration is something that should be um, a base for anyone that's in local government. Mm -hmm. And do you see, like, People like HR and people like like the financial services, are they kind of like the glue that keeps the whole thing together? Yeah, not to discount those types of professionals. Um, that group of folks that sit in business services or in HR, they're providing uh, support for the entire bureau. We need folks who um, are savvy with recruitment and retention and succession planning efforts like in HR, and we also need folks who can look for um, efficiencies in the work that we do who are well-versed in financial planning and analyses. So it's, it's a, there are, to be fair, there are all kinds of disciplines that make up our bureau. Um, it's just when uh, most people think of a utility especially one that's um, dealing with sewer and stormwater, they generally think of engineers Mm -hmm. and scientists because we also do quite a bit of watershed protection and restoration. That's great. Would you like to go straight to the next question? Sure. All right, let's do it. Do you consider interdisciplinary approaches necessary or at least desirable to your field? Yes, Again, I come from a background where, as an environmental planner, um, we would form interdisciplinary teams to come up with an environmental plan. And the purpose of forming that interdisciplinary team was to kind of combine all the expertise across all the areas that we um, were trying to address. So, for example, Uh, We'd bring in someone who was experienced in natural resource management, but someone who could also speak to financial impacts and someone who might also speak to community um, needs or expectations. And in doing that work, we had a better product. We had a more um, holistic plan that addressed concerns or issues up front, and that way we could actually mitigate any unintended consequences of our um, project. 
So I do feel it's absolutely desired. Are we there yet with environmental services? I think we are making uh, an effort now to integrate a lot of the work that we do across our various divisions, mm -hmm. um, starting internally with our bureau and then expanding that outward to um, work across some of our sister bureaus. So yes, I think uh, integrated approach makes sense. That's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this will be our final question. How do you measure outcomes within your field in terms of project analysis and public engagement? We are developing outcomes right now. Um, and the way that we've developed in the past is again related to service expectations. We want to be able to know if our customers are getting the service that they expected for the amount of um, the money that they pay. So we look at our customers as um, ratepayers receiving storm sewer service. And some of the outcomes around that service would relate to um, if we're reducing sewer basement backups has been one performance metric that we've used in the past, but that doesn't really get at uh, customer satisfaction on a more holistic level. So I think we have a lot more work to do as far as um, really understanding if we're meeting the community's expectations for sewer work and then on the storm side, um, it relates a lot to reducing flooding impacts, but trying to get a broader understanding of how those flooding impacts might affect people. Um, we're still working on developing those performance outcomes, and I think the best way that we're gonna get to those outcomes is by asking the community um, what it is that they expect from the Bureau. Hmm. And I think um, that'll happen through building those relationships with those partners and having that conversation early on so that we can infuse that in our planning. So it's, I could get really technical and analytical about that and say that we've done a pretty good job of um, identifying and measuring outputs, mm -hmm. right? And outputs are different than outcomes because we... It's easier for us to measure how many sewer overflows we've had to surface waters and if we've reduced them over time because that's a benefit to public health. Mm -hmm. It's a little harder to get at those desired outcomes. Like are we are we improving quality of life for our community? Mm -hmm. um, yes, I mean reducing sewer overflows speaks to that. Um, but again, I think we're just now investigating if we can be a little more holistic and comprehensive about what are those desired outcomes by talking to the community so that we can get a better read on um, how they define um, what they expect in terms of the service that we deliver. That's great. Thank you so much for sitting with me today and sharing your insight and experiences. I had fun. Thank you so much. I had so much fun too, Wally. Thank you for inviting me to the conversation. Yes. Again, this is Sherry Peterson from the Bureau of Environmental Services. You can catch her at your local soccer field. Thank you.
Okay, so we're back with an extra segment. Um, Sherry shared with me that she's doing some work on some on an equity toolkit for the Bureau. I'm very interested. Could you share with our audience uh, a little bit about that? Sure. Um, our organization right now is going through transition planning, and one of the assignments that I was recently tasked with was to work in a committee format on how to put an equity lens on um, our investment decisions. So we're just starting to research how we might expand upon and apply um, OEHR, that's Office of Equity and Human Rights um, Toolkit, that's uh, something applied citywide, and also looking at um, our own Bureau's BES equity plan in terms of um, how we do our work and ensuring that we're not exacerbating any disproportionate impacts on, on communities. So I'm enjoying diving into these existing resources and then also talking to our sister bureaus and even outside jurisdictions about resources, excuse me, resources that they're relying on um, to create a way to assess equity when they're proposing a program or a project. Um, so we don't have any final products yet, and we are just trying to learn what others um, have done. PBOT's a great resource for us right now, so is Portland Water Bureau. Um, and just trying to see how we might tailor it to our BES storm sewer work. So um, I'm really having fun starting that conversation with a number of our folks that do public engagement, that do um, work in asset management. So we talked previously about interdisciplinary teams. I think it's going to take an interdisciplinary approach to come up with an equity tool that fits our um, bureau's mission and objectives, and it's going to require a lot of um, public input at some point. That sounds great. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.